Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guests, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic registration, but you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools in areas of compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, about all the forms that go with athletics, can help with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. Plus, it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. One more time, that's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and find out exactly what Final Forms could do for you. We also want to thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you and your program. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to th th say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, Wall of Fame is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle 
to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, starting with club and youth programs and going all the way through high school and college. Even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches, the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and players that really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We are traveling around the world today and we're going to speak with uh, what I like, who I like to call a new friend, uh, Emily Daniels. Emily is a registered international athletic administrator. Uh, she's an aspiring AD. Currently, she's the aquatics director and the swimming coach at the Seoul Foreign School in Seoul, South Korea. But uh, in talking with her, she, she's done a lot of AD-related duties. And uh, again, she's an aspiring AD. So any hiring uh, people out there, you know, you're looking for a quality person, I would strongly recommend uh, you get in touch with Emily. Emily Daniels, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you and I connected uh, through one of the Facebook uh, athletic director groups. Um, you know, you had some interesting posts and, uh, you know, I think we uh, just kind of got to know each other that way. Um, been trying to get you on the podcast for a while. We finally, uh, you know, pinned you down and, and here we go. So, uh, as you know, we always like to let our uh, listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us that uh, five-minute bio. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up and went to school? And, and maybe how'd you end up in South Korea? <laughs> sure, sure. So I grew up in North Carolina in a little small town called Mebane. 
right in central North Carolina between Greensboro and Raleigh. Um, uh, college basketball country, as we like to call it. Um, and so I've played sports my whole life, uh, various sports from basketball, volleyball, swimming. Those were my three passion sports. And um, swimming is kind of the one that took me through my uh, college career and has brought me to my career now. Um, so I've been coaching swimming since I graduated from college. And so that path has just gradually led me to my role here in Seoul and has also led me to the desire to want to be an athletic um, director and kind of have that influence and that impact on all of the sports rather than just the one, rather than just swimming. So um, I really look forward to being able to branch out and uh, have more experiences and more hands-on time with other sports. <laughs> um, I still swim, I still compete when I can. I do triathlons when I can. Oh, wow. And um, I do cycling. So last, last spring break a year ago, I actually um, cycled from Seoul in the northeast corner, northwest corner of the country down to Busan in the southwest corner, southeast corner of the country. Uh, it was about a 400 mile trip and my friend and I cycled the whole thing over the week <laughs> and it was probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life. One of the most challenging, but also one of the most rewarding by far. Um, growing up in, in North Carolina, we also um, grew up with the, the decision of whether to be an NC State fan or a Duke fan or a Carolina fan. And um, I landed on the Duke fan side with my dad and my brother. <laughs> my mom was a Carolina fan. And so we've always had a house divided in that sense, but it's, we've always had so much fun um, watching college basketball together. And it's um, something that's, you know, one of the things that's pretty near to my heart and keeps me connected to home when I'm way over here. Well, I've seen your posts uh, recently and uh, obviously you know, I think the game will have already been played by the time this airs, uh, you know, big Carolina Duke showdown coming up. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, for our listeners, uh, we are visiting with Emily Daniels. She's a registered international athletic administrator through the NIAAA. We're going to find out a little bit more about uh, life in Korea for an athletic administrator, but let's take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic registration, but you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools in the areas of compliance, communication, and even risk management. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, uh, has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, about all the forms that are uh, involved with athletic participation. Uh, can also help with uh, team communication, with attendance, and even certification management for coaches. 
for ADs. Final forms can help with um, rosters, with eligibility, uh, and with the reports that seem to endlessly come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to take a walk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and get started on the Final Forms team. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Emily Daniels, a registered international athletic administrator. Emily, I know that uh, you know you're from North Carolina, and uh, you know you're a big time swimmer, uh, and you did some coaching uh, here in the United States. But then, obviously, you ended up in Korea. You know, how did that happen, and maybe why Korea? Sure. Um, so throughout my coaching journey. Um, that led me to wanting to be an athletic administrator. I ended up back in school for my master's degree. And so my master's is in sports leadership and I finished that in 2017. And I was looking for a way to get into the school on a full-time basis without being a teacher because I don't have any teaching credentials. That's not my background. So I was trying to kind of look around and see what was available um, to get my foot in the door to then work my way up to my goal. And so I was looking on the National Association of Independent Schools website. And sure enough, there was a posting for an aquatics instructor and swim coach at Seoul Foreign School and for my role now. And um, I, my initial thought was, well, South Korea, that's, that sounds crazy, but I'm really qualified for that job. I should probably apply for it. And I don't have, I'm single, so I didn't have a husband or children or, you know, anyone else to make that decision for, but myself. Um, my parents were healthy and, you know, all of that good stuff. So I didn't, I didn't have anything that was holding me to North Carolina or even holding me to the United States for that matter. I had never thought about going international. I didn't even really know that it was a thing. Um, so this experience has, has opened my eyes to a whole new world of, of international schools. And um, it's, it's very similar actually to, to private schools in the US. Um, we have a very diverse student and teacher population. We have students from all over the world, um, embassy students, corporate airline students, makeup corporation students, um, all, all kinds of students. Um, and, but with that also comes people moving around a lot. So you have students that are coming and going there for two or three years, four years, and then they move on. Teachers coming and going, few years, moving on. And it's, I mean, some of the teachers that I work with have been international for 20 years for the majority of their career. And they raise their kids internationally, um, which has 
a lot of really cool benefits for them um, just from developing that global world perspective and appreciating diversity and the value of diversity. Um, athletically, I mean, we don't have football. <laughs> well, we do, but we call it soccer. Um, <laughs> so I, I personally miss that um, as a football fan myself, but um, we do have everything else. I mean, we have soccer, we have wrestling, we have track and field, cross country, swimming, basketball, men's and women's volleyball. Um, and so we still have a lot of opportunities for our students to be involved in athletics. Our middle school philosophy is uh, much more based on participation and involvement and getting the kids active and being physically active. Um, so they go through a sign up process in the beginning of the year where they choose their top three um, sports that they want to be involved in and then they get placed. So, um, and then our high school, high school is competitive. We're one of the, the top teams to beat um, in Korea. And um, we regularly send four or five students to the US each year um, after graduation to compete in, in collegiate athletics. Um, our school's about 1300 people total. So we start with pre-K three and then we have our elementary school, our middle school, and our high school. And then we also have a British school division. And so that, that division runs from pre-K up through eighth grade um, and goes through a British school national curriculum. Um, so it's, it's been really, really interesting um, to be here and to be in this role Swimming is part of the PE curriculum at our school. So under the PE umbrella, uh, we, our aquatics department gives um, swimming lessons for pre-K three all the way up through 10th grade. Um, and they rotate through the pool every five to six weeks with their PE teacher um, for their PE swimming unit. And that's not something that you see very much in the States. It's very rare to have swimming with PE. It's rare for schools to have their own pool <laughs> in the States, much less have, have a PE curriculum for it. I've got a, I've got a quick question. You talked about the diversity. Um, they, they say, I don't know who they is, but you know, they say that you know, English is, is kind of the, the world language. Um, is, is there a language barrier over there at all, either on school campus or even out in the community? Not as much on the campus. We're an English speaking school. Um, and there are some, depending on your age, as you come in and, and as you apply to, to be a student, um, there are some English language requirements um, for the students. So we do have ESL teachers, we have world language teachers. So we have all of the support for our students. Um, and then, I mean, with the world language, our students can take their mother tongue language as a class. Um, so we have a lot of support for English speaking 
or non-English speaking students, but there is also that, that requirement. Um, and that, that requirement comes in as they get older, not so much when they're, they're really, really young. Sure. Um, and in the community, I really haven't felt much of a language barrier. Seoul is pretty westernized. Um, and there is a lot of English that is either spoken or is at least understood. Um, and just like in the States where all of our, our signs and, and maps and everything are in English and Spanish, much of the signs and, and things that you read here are going to be in English and Korean. So it's, it's, it's almost like English is the second language here, just like Spanish is in the States. Right. So we I've been able to to pretty well get around for four years without <laughs> unfortunately without learning a lot of Korean. Um, it was actually on my goal list and it just kind of kept getting pushed down because of um, my swimming responsibilities and time and COVID and everything else that can push things down the list. Sure. And well, we're not going to hold that against you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Emily Daniel. She's a registered international athletic administrator through the NIAAA. We're going to take another quick break here from one of our sponsors, but uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle for their support. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. There's always been analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, starting with club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros are using Huddle to help their athletes play their very best. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million total users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more, about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, we're visiting with Emily Daniels. She's an aquatics coach and a swim coach at the Seoul Foreign School in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, Emily, one of the things that I really enjoy about the podcast is hearing about uh, our guests, mentors, the people that have helped them along the way. Now, you're certainly not a rookie. Uh, you've spent some time in the world of athletics. So who are some of the people that uh, have helped you accomplish what you've been able to accomplish so far? I would definitely first have to say my parents. Um, my mom and dad instilled a, a work ethic in me and really taught me about following my passions and following my goals and my dreams. And were really patient with me while I took the time to do that um, after college. 
and they just have been incredibly supportive throughout my entire athletic career and throughout my current career and my journey now. Um, so I would I definitely have to include them as my mentors. Um, second, I would say my college coach, Betsy Graham. She um, currently coaches at the University of Texas Permian Basin. And, um, but she has been instrumental in helping me throughout my coaching journey um, from when I started just teaching lessons with her in college to, to where I am now. And we still, still talk regularly. Um, and she still gives me advice and tips and strategies and um, lots of support there as well. Um, and then in the past year, in the 2020 year, um, I attended the virtual NIAAA conference and it was my first one, the first one that I had attended. And um, I had just became a member. So I was just kind of starting the journey with NIAAA and the, the professional development journey with, with courses and, and getting my um, registered international athletic administrator certifications and, and starting that path. So out of that conference, um, I was able to really connect with a lot of the presenters there and have some really meaningful conversations with some of the other athletic directors. And um, I also was able to connect with the global community of, of women in high school sports. And that whole group has been, uh, has served as a mentor, um, just being part of that group and the leadership that that, that group has and the women that are part of it. Um, and then BJ Koontz in Washington State has, has really been a big um, inspiration to me this past year. Um, she's worked with me a lot on um, resume development and just interview preparation and just all the things, answering all the questions, being available, um, and, and just really helping to guide me towards where I'd like to go in my athletic administration career. And um, so, yeah, she's the um, director of athletics and activities for the Washington State Association. So she's been pretty, pretty involved in my path the past year as well. Again, it's always great to hear the stories and I'm sure you're gonna be adding to that list uh, as you continue to take some courses. Uh, which course uh, has stuck out uh, most for you? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, there's one in particular, or, or maybe even one component of a course. Uh, anything really jump out as, wow, that was really helpful. I, the course that kind of encompasses, there's a course that kind of, I don't know the, the exact title, there's a course that kind of encompasses a lot of things and and the one that encompasses the budget part was probably the most helpful for me um it's something that i don't have access to in my role it's not part of my responsibilities so it's part it's one of the the aspects that i don't have as much experience with um, i have that experience with my personal budget 
and with with a small team in Burlington, North Carolina. Um, but I was limited. So being able to have that that course, because that course also gave you problem solving activities. And the, there was a um, an activity on transportation, solving a transportation problem, solving a budget problem, and solving a scheduling problem. And so I really appreciated the opportunity. I met with my athletic director and him and I talked through those solutions together. And um, so that was really, really valuable to have that course and to have the activities tied to that course to give me some of that hands-on um, practice. Well, that is so cool. And again, you, you took that information and shared it with your AD at uh, your own school as another uh, you know, practical learning opportunity. Very, very cool stuff. For listeners, we're visiting with Emily Daniels. She's a registered international athletic administrator, originally from North Carolina. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Emily Daniels, who is over in Seoul, South Korea, at the Seoul Foreign School. Emily, one of the things we like to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. And you certainly been around some high-powered programs in your career as a high school athlete, as a college athlete, and, and even internationally. So what are some things that you've seen that have really impressed you? Maybe these are things you even do at, at your school right now that when you become an athletic director, you're definitely going to use one of these best practices. Uh, do you have anything to share with us? Sure. There's a lot of things that our school does really well, um, but two of the things that really stand out to me is parent involvement and student involvement. So we, with our parents pre-COVID, of course, um, we had zero trouble getting volunteers from, from parents to run swim meets or um, help with concessions. We have a really active PTA. Um, for each section. And because even with our swim meets, the way that there's most of them are set up, they're school-wide swim meets. So anyone in elementary school all the way through high school can participate. So um, much like a club swim meet might be. And so our parents are wonderful. Um, we have, and that, that extends also into our drama department. Um, we have a whole group in the drama department called the Drama Mamas, 
and just the support that that the parents give at our school is incredible and um they're i don't particularly find them difficult or challenging um which has really been a blessing as well and they're just there to support their kids and and they want to watch their kids and you know during covid if we couldn't have spectators volunteering at the event was the only way that the parents were able to see their kids live um, versus on a live stream. So parent involvement is huge and something that I think that, that our school does really, really well. Um, and, and that's just about building relationships, right? And parent involvement comes from having a strong relationship with the administration and with the coaches and wanting to continue that relationship um, and to be there for the kids. And then I think our student involvement is really good as well from our sports council to um, having high school coaches or high school kids participate in, in junior coaching um, with some of our middle school sports. With swimming this year, I had five high school coaches that were on deck and they helped lead the lanes and it, it was a lot more um you know managing from my side you know i let i let the kids have some all i wrote the sets um and and organized the practice but i let the the high school kids have a little bit of autonomy in their lane to coach as they see fit if if they see things that that the kids need to improve on and work on, they had the autonomy to critique them and talk to them. And these middle school kids really look up to our high school swimmers and, and, and our high school athletes in general. So that's a really big deal to them. And they listen and they pay attention, maybe more so than they do to me. <laughs> um, and then just with our students are involved in our live streaming, our scorers table, they're the ones that are doing all of that. Um, and that's all done through our sports council, our high school sports council. And so student involvement, both from the playing side, but also from the support side, um, is something that I think that we do really well as well. You know, the, when you come in <clears throat> as a team to, you know, evaluate a, a school, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, NAIS, um, you know, you're looking at different components and from the athletic department, one of the things that I always look for on those evaluation teams was the engagement that you just described, you know, the parents, the students themselves, uh, very, very cool. And as you alluded to, that comes through developing that culture, which is a leadership thing from the coaches and the AD. Very, very good stuff. For our listeners, we are visiting with Emily Daniels. She's a registered international athletic administrator. And she's the aquatics director and swim coach at the Seoul Foreign School in Seoul, South Korea. We're going to hear some more from Emily, but uh, we're going to take another quick break. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. 
For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Emily Daniels uh, from North Carolina, but currently in the Seoul Foreign School, Seoul, South Korea. Emily, one of our uh, original questions uh, that we asked has to do with this idea of being socially aware. So uh, at an international school, you've got, uh, as you mentioned, you know, built-in diversity, but just how can a, a leader, how can an athletic director do a better job, do their best job at being socially aware for all of their stakeholders. Uh, do you have any advice for us? I think the first thing, the most important thing to me is knowing your student athletes, knowing your kids and, and knowing what their needs are and their social emotional needs and, and being able to build that relationship with them that they can trust you and come to you with those needs, whether that be you as the administrator or you as the coach. Um, and I think that's where it has to start. Um, and then you also have to make sure that, that you know very well where your school, your mission statement and your vision statement in the school and in the athletic department stands. Um, and just knowing what social issues are coming up in sports these days and knowing your kids and knowing what their needs are and knowing how those social issues fit into the mission and vision of your department and with the school. But that also includes knowing where your beliefs and um, opinions and thoughts and, and where you stand on some of those issues as well and educating yourself as much as possible on those issues. And then you have to figure out if, if the school's mission and your vision and your beliefs, and if all that matches, all of that has to match in order for us to be the most socially aware um, to serve our students the best in a socially aware environment. And if we're ignorant of the issues, if we're uneducated on the issues, if we don't know our kids and we don't know what their needs are, then we're socially ignorant. <laughs> Um, and that's not going to serve our student athletes and it's not going to build a relationship with them. And they're not going to come to you 10 years down the road, still wanting to communicate and still wanting to come back and, and see their old coaches or see their old teachers. And that's what you want. You want a, a relationship with them that is open long past the time that they leave your school. And um, that's the type of relationship that I strive for with my student athletes. And so just getting to know them on a personal level outside of, of their sport, because we are not who we're not defined by the sports that we play. So getting to know them on their level and who they are outside of their sport, I think is the most important part of being socially aware and then education and then bridging all of your own 
um, education and your own beliefs into the, the mission and the vision of the school and the department. Oh, absolutely. I think you hit it on the head, you know, just, you know, getting to know it's, you know, the relationships and communication. Uh, you shared with me uh, while we we're, um, you know, off uh, camera and not recording, you know, you helped um, initiate uh, a pretty cool program at your school. Uh, can you share that uh, in, in a couple of minutes here? Yeah, yeah. So the past two years, um, I initiated a campaign to celebrate National Girls and Women in Sports Day, which is a United States National Day. It's not an international day, but I think it's incredibly important because of the number of, of students and student athletes that we have that go to the states for college. Um, I find it incredibly important for them to be aware um, that A, this day exists 35 years in and I didn't know it existed um, until two years ago. <laughs> and so, which is kind of a disservice, I, I think, to have not known about it for so long as an athlete and having been a coach as well, how, how did I never know about this? Um, but I'm glad that I found out about it and was able to kind of spearhead a campaign. And it was our Girl Up Club and our high school sports council and myself and our athletic director. And we created a social media campaign that was a week long. Um, and we just highlighted different aspects of the women at our school, both past and present, and the accomplishments of our female student athletes at our school. And um, this year we've done some Title IX education as well because it's the 50th anniversary of Title IX. And um, a lot of our kids don't know about that and, and don't know that, that that was something that we had to fight for. Um, so I think things like that just enhance the socially aware part, um, you know, celebrating these days and celebrating the milestones and celebrating things that um, tend to get pushed to the side are the things that we need to be focusing on if we wanna be socially aware and making sure that all of our athletes from every background have an opportunity to be celebrated. Yeah, uh, I, I wish we had more time and, and you could go into some of the things that you did with your uh... Uh, National uh, Women and Girls Sports Day is, is very cool. Uh, we'll do this at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, uh, maybe find out more about the school or just, you know, find out some of the great ideas you've got, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Email. I would say email would be the best way and I can share my email um, at any time. Please do. Okay. DanielsEmily2 at gmail.com would be the best um, address to reach me. So that was DanielsEmily2 at gmail.com. You know, uh, this has been really cool. You and I have talked on the phone before uh, on a number of different things, but it's great hearing a little bit more about your background and the things you do. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And uh, as we've said, you're an aspiring AD, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. So 
We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsor our AD Toolbox segment. But when we come back, we're going to find out what Emily Daniels is going to put into her Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We certainly want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the usually 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time. We've been visiting with Emily Daniels, Registered International Athletic Administrator. Emily, what three tools are going to go into your Athletic Director Toolbox? I have three Ps for this one. Um, passion, professional development, and patience. Um, I think we have to have passion for what we do, passion for athletics, passion for developing our students through athletics, um, passion for leading, passion for teaching. Um, it's it's a, a pretty heavy job. And if, if that passion isn't there, it's gonna make that job so much heavier. And the passion lightens that load quite a bit. And um, number two, professional development. If, if we're not getting better ourselves and our coaches aren't getting better, then our kids aren't getting better. So it, it all trickles down and, and it trickles down starting with, with the athletic administrator. So um, I am a big, big advocate for lifelong learning and um, professional development. And so I think that's, that has to be um, in our toolbox and, and for our coaches as well. And, you know, we have to be coaching our coaches and, and providing them professional development opportunities. Because then again, like I said, if, if we're not getting better then we're not letting our coaches get better and then our coaches aren't letting our kids get better. So uh, professional development and then patience. <laughs> patience in the process. Um, for me, that's a big, a big part because I'm an aspiring AD. So patience in the process um, of getting there and getting to reach my goals. Um, patience in the day-to-day -day stresses of the job and, and the day-to-day -day ups and downs and the changes that can happen at any given time. And um, patience to see the big picture. Um, I think the day-to-day challenges of our job can take our focus away from the big picture of what we're here to do and why we're doing this job. And so just having the patience to keep the big picture in your head um, through the day-to-day -day 
stresses and challenges that the job can bring. Uh, I always love the alliteration, you know, with the three P's and uh, the way you balance the, the passion and the patience, you know, because, you know, those two can exist together, you know, very, very good stuff. Okay. Uh, one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Daniels, Emily, two, the number two at gmail.com. Okay. Emily Daniels, uh, Seoul Foreign School, Seoul, South Korea. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Jake. It's been a pleasure. Uh, well, all the best uh, in your future endeavors. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again just about every day for some new content on the Educational AD Podcast. And before we go, we want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thank you.